give me a moment's peace and take out the trash. We pay taxes for people to come and take the garbage. Hey, listen, Greeny, no more sneaking rides to the junkyard. Yeah, man, take a taxi when you want to go to the junkyard. Hello and welcome to Hot Trash Unlimited, the show where me, Caleb, and me, Joe, try to find movies that will be hot trash. Joe, what did we watch this week? Our third week of American adaptations of Japanese anime? Yes, in our finale of the American anime movie adaptation marathon. Saga, if you will. The arc. We closed it with perhaps the biggest mistake of all, Dragon Ball Evolution. Sorry, there's no space. Dragon Ball Evolution. With this Dragon Ball, I take my vengeance upon the Earth. We have to find the Dragon Balls before the eclipse. Let's go. We'll go. But we go together. Cool. This spring, the battle for our world will begin. When we were coming up with these movies that we were going to watch for this miniseries, this was kind of... Saga. The saga. I'm very sorry. This was kind of an obvious one because it's bad. Everyone knows it. (laughs) Let's get that out of the way. (laughs) It's famously bad. But also, I feel like there are three anime that kind of served as gateway for people our age. Defined American, like the American interest in anime. Yeah, it's this Pokemon and Naruto. Naruto doesn't have a movie. Pokemon was already a gaming thing. So like it had something attached. Mm -hmm. So kind of like this is the definitive anime. It's one of them. Yeah, it's a it's a big one. I feel like when you're watching Dragon Ball as a kid and I didn't watch it till I was like a teenager. I feel like when you're watching Dragon Ball as a kid, there's something like different about it. Not in a way like it's special or Mm -hmm. like there's the anime isms about it. Watching Pokemon, like, I don't think as a kid, I like, this was just another cartoon. Well, yeah, but it's like gateway, right? Yeah. Like, and I, I know nothing about Naruto, so like, it may land more on the Pokemon side or the Dragon Ball Naruto's side. Naruto's way younger than, like, in terms of getting to America than those two, too. Uh, but I feel like those two, like, prime you. And then Dragon Ball is the clear entry point. I'm sure nowadays, that's My Hero Academia or Demon Hunter. Demon Slayer, yeah. Yeah, Demon Slayer, that's what it's called. Or something like that. It's also much easier, much more accessible nowadays. This yeah. the whole medium. But even then, I don't think that stuff, and maybe that's because it hasn't had time to yet. It hasn't permeated pop culture in a way Dragon Ball has. Like just in terms of iconography and stuff. Goku was at the Olympics one year. <laughs> that's really weird. <laughs> he was the mascot for the Olympics. <laughs> that's really there was a, weird. There was a balloon of him for Thanksgiving one year. Yeah, I remember that. Anyway, the point is, Dragon Ball is infamous. Both the anime for being good. I think famous is the word you're looking for. I don't think the anime is infamous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Famous for being good. And then the movie is infamous for being bad. There you go. But Joe, I know nothing about Dragon Ball. Actually, let me tell you what I do know about Dragon Ball. Goku is based on the monkey prince from Journey to the West. Yes. And the first series, he's a kid. He has a tail. Yes. And it's mainly just him doing random stuff. Eventually, they get the Dragon Balls, but it's kind of, it's not as tournament archy. You're wrong already. Okay. Well, let me just get through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Dragon Ball Z came out. Mm -hmm. And that's, was my impression was more tournament archy. He's older. And basically what happens is a bad guy pops up. They fight. They spend a couple episodes charging up. Goku always wins. And then the bad guy becomes the good guy so that the next bad guy can attack. And then one time in one of the movies, they time traveled back and there was Hitler. And then there's Dragon Ball GT, but I don't know what that is. 
explain to me what Dragon Ball is. You're, <laughs> you're wrong and right in like so many ways. Okay, Dragon Ball. Yes, Journey to the West it was a gag gag series for most of its run. It became more action oriented. First 14 chapters were the very Journey to the Westy stuff. They got the Dragon Balls out by that. Tournament arc happened was the second arc. So mm. <laughs> that's where okay. tournament tournament arcs are the bulk of Dragon Ball, where there's a like a little adventure arc, tournament arc, adventure, tournament, because they're like getting stronger in between and they fight new opponents and stuff. And yes, lots of fight a bad guy, they become a good guy immediately afterwards. Z, there's two tournament arcs, and they're they're not a bulk of the series either. I wouldn't even call them arcs. One's an arc, one is two episodes. Z is when you find out Goku's an alien. He's a Saiyan and uh, they're the only characters that matter. None of the characters really become, none of the big villains they fight really become good after that. Vegeta nonwithstanding, but like big one Frieza, he dies. Cell, he dies. Boo, he dies and comes back, but that's I thought about Boo it. was good. He's the pink one? He's the pink one. Okay. Yeah, he, he dies, but they expel the evil from him, so big fat pink Boo's good. Okay. And also evil Boo gets reborn as Oob. And Android 17 is good. And 18. And 18. Well, they were bad at first. And, yes. Okay. Okay. The, the major enemies do not turn good for the most part, but a lot of the minor ones. Do. Okay. And then GT uh, uh, was non-original material. <laughs> Is there a problem with scale with this show? I feel like if like you... Like power scaling? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like I mean, it. it's, it's constantly of, all right, we beat the big bad. Oh, there's a bigger one. <laughs> oh, and then this is very irrelevant because it's not in the movie, but you can fusion dance, but you have to have an earring. No, that's a different kind of fusion. Okay. I, I don't think we need to <laughs> one get is into a dance, the details. One is you just get, you put two earrings on one people and then they fuse. Wow. That sounds like the lamer version or way to fuse. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's Dragon Ball. <laughs> Also, Supers, the new series, that's the modern stuff. So if that was confusing to you listeners, don't worry, I'm right here with you. But uh, you can forget most of that because let me tell you what Dragon Ball the movie is. Evolution. So Ray William Johnson <laughs> is Goku. <laughs> and he goes to high school, beats up some bullies. Texas Battle is one of them. Yeah, a guy named Texas Battle. That's his actor's name. I think his character is like Funly or something like that. In the first scene, his grandpa gives him a Dragon Ball. And then two scenes later, his grandpa is killed because there's a guy named Piccolo. Yes. Piccolo looks like a super scroll. And <laughs> he does. <laughs> he's going around and trying to get the Dragon Balls so he can resurrect his sidekick from the past because Piccolo used to try to. Wait, was that was world. that his goal? Yeah. I, I thought Piccolo's goal, he said it at the final battle where he was like, and now I'll use the Dragon Balls to take over this world. Listen, it's confusing. Anyway, Goku's grandpa gets killed, and so he goes on a journey. And to the West. I assume so. There's no <laughs> sense of space in this movie. He teams up with some characters who don't have personality. There's well, they like, fit right in with Goku. There's like a Mortal Kombat training base where Ernie Hudson is the head of the order. <laughs> Master Roshi says namaste to him, even though none of them are Hindu and eventually they get to the uh they get to the end. Piccolo kills Master Roshi. No, and Roshi kills himself trying to trap yeah, Piccolo. Yeah, yeah. And then uh Piccolo's like, surprise Goku, you're my sidekick this whole time. And Goku turns into a were monkey. But then because he believes in himself, he he defeats Piccolo until the ending when there's a very long after credit scene <laughs> and Joe was very excited that we would get Vegeta, even though this movie is not getting a sequel, so I don't know why. But it <laughs> not turns out it's just not, Piccolo. Not even that's not getting a sequel, that it did not get a sequel 14 years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the original's not good. Anyway, it's a real... If you're curious about, like, 
huh, I wonder why Caleb didn't mention any of like the personality uh, or character uh, development. I was about to say, now if that sounded like not a lot happened in this movie. <laughs> You're right. It's because not a lot happened in this movie. There's a bad lady who's Piccolo's sidekick named Me. My. My. Uh, you wouldn't know that from the movie. She never, <laughs> never say her name and she never speaks. But she shapeshifts. Yes. She mystiques. Which she cannot do <laughs> in, the, in the manga. Anyway, this is a weird movie that's that's pretty boring and bad. So Okay, so you want to know what they got right? Dragon Balls. Yes. Those are in both Those of them. Those are both of them. Uh, Master Roshi is a pervert. Yes. Played down in this, I would assume. Yeah, he's not looking up uh, Bulma's dress. I give up. What else? So this is like a fusion of the intro arc of Dragon Ball, which is just a big adventure. So it wouldn't make for a really good movie, I don't think. And then the last arc of Dragon Ball, the Piccolo arc, they fuse the beginning and the end. Uh, and it's sloppy. I feel like that goes without saying. And also, to this movie's benefit and its detriment, it's only 82 minutes long. Benefit, you don't have to sit through the show that it is. Detriment in that there's absolutely no time to make you care about anything that's going on in this movie. Would you say this movie has a three-act structure? Yeah, it does. But here's the thing. Most stories have a three-act structure. Having a three-act structure isn't good. No, it's I'm, more. I, it's like quality neutral. It's, well, I was I was wanting you to say yes because <laughs> yes, it does have a three-act three structure. A 10-minute first act, <laughs> an hour-long middle act, and then a 10-minute final act. Yeah. It's kind of like Electra in that sense where Electra is a movie that moves so quick that I was like, oh, wait, it's over already. Wait, what happened? Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. They they go to the great lengths to introduce Bulma. She showed up in the first tra chapter of Dragon Ball. Makes sense. I don't know why Chi Chi's in this movie because you need a love interest because it's also a high school movie for 10 minutes. Let's dive into that part for a minute because this does look like the lost Disney Channel original movie. The, the exposure <laughs> Dragon Ball musical. The exposure is cranked very high up. The, what these people are wearing, I mean prime aughts fashion but yeah. still it's just in my mind aughts fashion screams Disney Channel original movies yeah, 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 yeah because that's how old i was back exactly then. but also just in the way this operates except much more violently like instead of i assume the scene is in things like good luck charlie or minutemen or whatever those movies were called one is a show but okay like there would be the scene where the character would be picking on the bullies and then there'd be like a chase through the hall and it would end with like him maybe tripping up the bullies but then he runs into the principal at the end and gets to trouble yeah that sounds like a generic enough thing yeah this one is just a fight <laughs> not a good fight but it's there they're gonna cut goku's legs off with a sword but they're just demolishing his car yeah the bully's car. You think he would like, I'm going to step away. Well, you think he wouldn't fight Goku after Goku like knocks down 10 other people. But this movie has to operate on some sort of logic. They're also in a high school where the science teacher, I guess it's physics, has to explain to the kids what a solar eclipse is. They're 18. It's senior year, baby. I don't know. Physics was my junior year, but I imagine that's a lot of people's senior year. Yeah, but you knew what a solar eclipse was. That doesn't mean the teacher doesn't have to like explain it for the dummies. This this teacher <laughs> is saying it like it's the most foreign concept ever. He's <laughs> like, what happens? I knew plenty of things, but teachers still had to like reiterate it over and over again because okay. there's just people who don't pick up on stuff. Yeah. I'll cut, I'll cut the teacher some slack, man. He's underpaid. Oh, I'm not blaming the teacher. I'm blaming the the real villain of this. I'm blaming the scriptwriter. <laughs> How do you feel about the action in this? 
It's like a Spy Kids movie. It's like a Disney Channel original movie. Honestly, probably the Karate Kid remake was had better action. I never saw that, but I'm just going to assume it had better action because everybody's just on wires on a blue screen or a green screen set, and they're just flying around each other. Well, there's no there's no weight behind any of the fights. And to be fair, I, I'm forgetting its actual name right now, but Wire Fu or Wire Kung Fu, things like you'd see in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, that is a established genre of martial arts movies. But, there's no weight behind anything. Well, and, but that's the thing, right? Like it's you're running on air, you're doing these physically impossible things and stuff. But you can still like have weight behind like a, a punch. You can see that a punch like, oh, that hurt or something. Mm-hmm. When it when it's oh it's connecting with my face and I'm flying at the same rate that I want like you can't feel it people are aren't like getting punched through the air they're floating through the air on a wire rig to the ground well and I think the thing there is like how it would actually work in a competent martial arts movie yes there'd be some impact but more on it, it would be about like the incredible movements and the choreography the grace the stunts the choreography but in order for that to happen. The camera needs to understand how to capture it. Yes. This movie likes to drunkenly tilt the camera to the side and then just keep cutting to boring static shots. Well, and they also, every time they would do something that's like, we're about to have like a fight fight thing, their arms become CG and they're kind of just flailing around too. Yeah, because this director also directed The One with Jet Li. So he's directed martial arts movies before. I haven't seen The One, but I would assume that the problem here then is this kid who's playing Goku just doesn't know how to do martial arts. That's probably a part of it. He is not good. <laughs> Chow Young Fat's in this. He sure knows how to do martial arts. He also gets no fight scenes. No, he's, he's not. He's Master Roshi. Goku gets to do everything. Also, they never fight anyone. Goku fights Mai, mm-hmm. who is shapeshift to look like Chun, not Chun Li, Chi Chi. He fights the two Piccolo clones, and that's hardly a fight. And then he fights Piccolo. Oh, and he fights the bullies. Oh, yes, that too. I feel like there's a good amount of fights in this. I suppose. Important fights? No. no. <laughs> but <laughs> also, the movie's only 80 minutes. So it's not like you can have much time for important fights. Yeah. God, he- imagine seeing a movie nowadays in theaters that's an hour 20, a live action movie in theaters. I mean, I saw Petite Mama. That was like 70 something minutes, but that's also a French art house movie. Yeah. So I mean, like a blockbuster. Yeah, no, I, that's I weird. wish. That's I foreign, wish. right? How many more blockbusters would be better? But like also, it's not like that's an asset to this movie. No, it's a detriment to this movie. There's no breathing room. And I wonder how much of that is the editor realizing that if there was breathing room, there's nothing to work with. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, oh, man, people realize how much of a paper tiger this movie is. The real problem here is the script. I don't think a good script could have really saved Justin Chatwin either. (laughs) He's He's the other big problem. He is the other huge problem in this movie. I don't know why on earth he got this role. I'm trying to sign someone young who could do a bunch of movies. I was reading stuff about him. He was so excited for like to do more. He's like, yeah, we're going to introduce Krillin in the second one. Poor guy. <laughs> if he was dumb enough to think there'd be a second one, I can't give him too much sympathy. He is impressively bad. He's just bland. He, There's nothing. There's he nothing. He can't emote. No. All the dialogue sounds very foreign coming out of his mouth. Which like he's just now understanding like what he's saying as it comes out of his mouth. Yeah, but <laughs> like not, it's his first time actually like doing the line. Yeah, and not even for like the the tough Dragon Ball lore lines, yeah. of which there are none. Even just like if he goes up to a character and is like, "How are you doing, Master Roshi?" It's like he's never heard any of those lines before, <laughs> and he gives the stupidest expressions. 
I just remember when I was little seeing this trailer before I was even into Dragon Ball, seeing this trailer over and over and over. I don't even know if it made the movie. I think it must have been at the party and I just missed it. But he's like looking at himself in the mirror of a car. He has a toothpick in his mouth. He goes and or like he does like a thing and his hair flies up. His hair spikes up. I was like, I hate this guy. <laughs> yes, I saw that trailer over and over and over again. He does have that very punchable. This guy, he's not popular, but he thinks he deserves to be popular, yeah. kind of, which is fair because this movie has a approach to the character, which is this character is important. Care about him. We're not going to explain to you why. Any he of just the is. Cool. <laughs> when you have 15 cast members, it should be pretty easy. It's like, here's it, it's just here's the important ones. They're the ones you should care about, like Yamcha. Who explain has, Yamcha. <laughs> Yamcha's a thief who shows up in the original. He uh he's terrified of women and his wish that he would like to make is to not be terrified of women so that he can go out on a date. He is a thief in this one. He traps them. They bring him along with him and that's it. That's the extent of his character. He does help them get a Dragon Ball. After that, I don't know why either of them would want to like while well, either party would still be interested in their partnership because the next place they take him is an active volcano. <laughs> Once I saw that, I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> An active volcano where he fights some putties. Probably the worst looking part of the movie. No, I think, I think Monkey Goku is the worst looking part. Monkey Goku's bad. But there's there's a real problem with scale at this volcano where yeah. I'm like, because it's all digital and stuff, the characters are appearing way too big. The whole movie feels very enclosed. It mm. feels very claustrophobic in yeah. a lot of ways. Now the characters have personality. I guess the closest would be Roshi. Who's kind of zany, but like also I am wise. They're playing him way too safe, I feel like. Yeah. You could go either direction with the wise mentor or like the zany drunken master type thing. Yeah. They're like, ah, middle of the road. <laughs> like as the story progresses, you're like, okay, was these characters internal lives? Was their motivations? They don't have any. Well, they have motivations. They're just like, Goku's motivation is, oh, he killed my uncle. Revenge time. Yep. Bulma's is like, I want a Dragon Ball. Gotta keep going with the guys who have Dragon Balls. It just... <laughs> and then there's Yamcha. <laughs> yeah, Yamcha's... <laughs> I forget, like, every time you mention him, that I forgot that he's in the movie. I have to do, like, mental calculus to be like, wait, which one was he? He's taking up Chi-Chi's spot, really, because Chi-Chi is, like, competent. Yeah. She's a good fighter, which is something they tell me about Goku, but I don't believe. The first time you see him fighting is getting his butt kicked by his, his uncle. Then he beats up the bullies, and then he's just constantly training the rest of the movie. But things are just going his way in, like, the fights that are supposed to matter, in quotation marks. In the tournament, Mai fights Chi-Chi yes. and gets some of her blood. Yes. Why did that matter? Uh, because she was trying to... She impersonated Chi-Chi to steal the Dragon Balls. Oh, okay. Because Goku thinks with his penis. Okay. As was previously established when as soon as Chi-Chi offered herself as a reward... He was immediately was able to do the Kamehameha. Yeah. Another thing where it's just like this character doesn't deserve it, but we're going to reward him with something. Yeah. <laughs> I think the biggest problem with not having a motivation is like, at least with good characters, if they're doing a good thing, you can be like, well, at least they're being noble, even if it's not a good character. At least Yamcha's doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. I need to understand why Piccolo wants to take over Earth. And this movie just, just really the bad guy. The movie starts out with a like a hundred years in the past or something like that. Do those ever work? 
I think it's like the equivalent of, uh, as you know, you don't know this stuff, but here's something to make us care. Lore drop, as opposed to, as you know, lore drop to make the audience understand just in a completely different context. And they never work. I feel like it would be so much more impactful if we don't have any of that. If we don't have any of that, we don't have an exciting start to the movie. We, and we shave but, off five minutes, so we're now at a 77 minute movie. True. But I feel like without any knowledge of who Piccolo is, then when Piccolo shows up and starts killing people, I would be more invested because yeah. I'm like, why is there a green guy here now? Yeah. There's no intrigue behind piccolo it seems like he's doing a pretty good job at getting what he wants i guess i'll see him in the third act yeah and there's no direct conflict between goku and piccolo like uh, piccolo kills gohan yes goku doesn't know what piccolo looks like they don't know each other exists basically up until that last 10 minutes piccolo has no presence no he's just there yeah he's <laughs> the goal people are telling us how evil he is but like in a pretty casual way like Ernie Hudson seems perturbed when he finds out Piccolo's <laughs> back, but he's not like, oh no, I have to marshal our forces. He's obviously not a big enough threat that all those people training went with them. Nah, we're just going to send the four people, one of which is a random thief. One of which is a girl with guns, and one of which is Goku who learned how to fight two days ago. Well, he's the main character, having read the script. So in the end, there's a solar eclipse that's happening. Blood and that's moon. what we find out is that it's unlocking the monkey and Goku. Yeah, who was the sidekick of Piccolo back a, a thousand years, years ago, or whenever it was? How? Why does Piccolo care about having this sidekick? He has it's his my, best friend, man. I guess I think that'd <laughs> hey, be buddy. more interesting. All the time he wastes doing that, he could just be like, "Yo, dragon, I want to destroy the world. I have the I have the Dragon Balls." But no, he wastes all this time in a thing that would be inevitable. He doesn't have to be there for Goku to turn into a monkey. Goku would just turn into the monkey. He would? Yeah, and if he did and there was no one around to fight, Goku would probably just be confused and stay as a monkey. Yeah, he wouldn't. Master Roshi wouldn't have died yeah. trying to trap Piccolo and then he wouldn't have gotten sad. So he would destroy the world and Goku would be the monkey. <laughs> The he terrible no motivation CGI whatsoever. monkey. Piccolo really doesn't have any. I I just want I want I want to kill the world. At the same time, evil. at the same time, if they were really wanting to make this a franchise, what they should have done is make the goal turning Goku into the monkey. Don't even have the Dragon Balls in there. So at the end, Piccolo can be like, "You guys beat me now, but now I'm gonna go find the Dragon Balls." So and then the second movie could be a race. But also, but the first movie still called Dragon Ball, but they never mentioned the Dragon Balls. No, they can mention it. Oh, he okay. has a couple of them. Like it could even end with him getting Bulma's or whatever. I don't know. Why am I trying to fix this movie no, from 2009? No yeah, this movie is a. Uh, what's the words I'm looking for, Joe? Boring, sloppy, horribly paced, bad. So much plot condensed yeah. into such little time squished squished is a good word for it yeah it's a squished movie yeah man what a disappointment okay so of our three anime this this is bad by the way this isn't oh yeah and it also <laughs> it makes the mistake i think of playing this straight which we haven't seen in our other two movies yeah everything else is going for the goofy and this just go, goes for yep care it's serious man all right how are we going to rank all three of these speed racer has the most artistic quality and i'd say it looks the best. It's also the most entertaining, I feel like. Yeah, it's the longest. I it, think but, that's the only thing dragging it down. But it's the most like non-train wreck of them all, too. Best cast, too. I don't think there's a single bad choice in the cast of Speed Racer. No. Death Note firmly in the middle? Yeah. I mean, I wish Death Note could be better, but there's a solid maybe 20 minutes spread throughout the film that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then this 
Here, here's Death Note for for all you visual watchers of the podcast that exist, aka none of you. It's firmly in the middle. Then you gotta keep digging to get to where Dragon Ball ends up, to where Piccolo was buried two thousand years ago. How does he come back? He just does. He does. He kept, He was just digging his way up <laughs> for a couple thousand years. I think the thing that buries us so far down is there is no vision. I think there were a lot of people in the cast who liked Dragon Ball. I would even imagine maybe the director liked Dragon Ball. But liking something doesn't mean that you have an interesting take on it. And then Fox also just didn't give them like any money to even try to succeed. Well, you know, I also think that comes down. Directors have a ton on their shoulders when it yeah. comes to skills and stuff. But a very underrated skill is how a director uses their money. Which brings us to... Joe, do you know who was originally what supposed to direct this movie? No, I don't. There were a lot of names thrown out there, uh, but Robert Rodriguez was one of them. <laughs> of course he was. Patron saint of the podcast, <laughs> Robbie Rod. Rod. <laughs> um, of course he was. I think he could take this budget and do amazing things with it. I feel like the direction would be even more landless because I, I re- aimless because I really don't think Robbie Rod knows what a Dragon Ball is. Oh, I, yeah. No, I mean, the directors didn't write the script on this movie. I no. don't think Robbie Rod would have helped with that. But I just think purely from visuals and then also like Danny Trejo as uh, Piccolo would have been really funny. <laughs> of course he was. I could have guessed that. <laughs> Every time I see bad green screen edge, it's just a Robbie Rod uh, joke in the back of my pocket being like, could have done so much more in his garage. Jackie Chan in the 90s also said that this would make a great movie, but he pointed out that the special effects would never, like he would never get a budget big enough yeah. to make it look good. I think nowadays you could probably do it. I still think it's one of those, like if you're going for the straight adaption, it's unadaptable. Like I think it's one of the things you just jump in. Everything's established. Like it's not a, it's own thing. It's a, oh, we're just doing like the next Dragon Ball Super movie is going to be live action for whatever reason. I mean, I feel like you could do that in Japan. I don't think, enough people in america know the lore no 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 no. no i'm not saying it's a good idea <laughs> i'm saying i think that's the only way to really do it because i think like you know computer and stuff has gotten to the point where you could make it look a little more convincing oh i think i think in 2009 they probably could have made it iron man did come out the year before this and this feels like the problem here is that while it has martial arts scenes that are clearly taking inspiration from martial arts movies. It is trying more to be a superhero origin movie. Yeah. This feels kind of like it's uh, those those Sam Raimi movies are sure sure are something. Let's make one of those. Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball. Hey, at least James Marsder got to redeem, redeem himself. All the villains come back and are good guys. <laughs> well, he came back as a bad guy, but I guess the actor is a good guy now. <laughs> I mean, any big takeaways from our experiment here? Our journey into mistakes, I think, is a general <laughs> Our journey word. of the East coming to the West. Is there any more, if we were, we aren't, but if we were no. going to revisit this series, are there any more American adaptations of anime that you would think are worth checking out? Worth checking out? No. I'm sure there's more that we could like get something out of, but like... I haven't watched like many of the Japanese ones, but just stop trying. Like, it's just a thing where like this art form exists in the space that it does and it works in that space. Can we not try to like... <laughs> Well, I don't like, think there's ever been a success. <laughs> no, probably not. I, I mean, I don't think it would be impossible to adapt something like Demon Slayer over here. But then, like, what's the point? Yeah, what's the point? Especially in the 2000s when our last two movies came out and then when Death Note was talked about. At least with that period, anime wasn't as prevalent. It was still kind of harder to get anime. Mm-hmm. And so the anime you got was usually better. 
nowadays, I would say it's more of an equal field. Like I'd say there's probably more bad anime getting brought over to America. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, well, there, there's more anime being made in Japan, like yeah. just like in general. But like the problem there is that if only the good stuff's game brought over, your bar is already super high. <laughs> What's the point in doing an adaptation of one of these things if the product that exists already is so good? I think we're also getting to a point where it's like, oh, these anime movies sure do make a lot of money <laughs> as a demon, the Demon Slayer movie and the Jujutsu Kaisen movie show. Maybe we're just going to make animated movies. Yeah, which is a smart move. I enjoyed the Jujutsu Kaisen movie. I mean, I enjoyed Mugen Train. Yeah, I've never watched either of those shows. Well, Mugen Train was like a sequel thing, but Jujutsu Kaisen was it, st- it stood on its own. My point there being, yeah, a guy who's not super into anime and doesn't have pre-establishing connections to the IPs. Yeah. We're able to, was able to go into them and enjoy them. Yeah. So like, I feel like this is just a smart move. Where's my, my hero academia movie. Oh, there's been like three of them. Yeah. But like it, they didn't permeate in the same way that I think uh Mugen train did or something. Yeah. The like difference is they're not good. <laughs> well, Joe, you also don't like modern anime. So yes, this is true. <laughs> okay. I'm going to make you pick. Okay. I'm not going to play this game because I haven't seen enough anime. Okay. You have to pick one anime. Evangelion. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, out of all the ones that's possible, like, yeah, but that's the one that's like stops being anime halfway through and is just <laughs> depression. Okay. So Evangelion is your answer. No, that's Pacific okay. Rim is Evangelion. If we're okay. going to like what it would be mechs fighting. Yeah. Mechs fighting powered by love. Yeah. Okay. But no, you have to pick an anime to become live action. Uh, like one that I think would be like, like, do I want it to be bad? Like, what is, what is my goal here? I would assume it's what has the, best potential or like if this turned out to be good that would be so cool i don't know make a naruto movie somehow work yeah i feel like there'd be the audience there yeah the fact that there hasn't been a naruto or sailor moon movie is fascinating to me there's plays of sailor moon plays like stage plays yes (laughs) i assume these have not gone to broadway they're in japan okay that makes more sense, right? Like, okay. And finally, so we're, we're talking about Naruto movie. You have to pick a director f- for it out of the four directors we've talked about. I mean, combining the Wachowskis as a team. Yeah. Teaming them back up. Can I change my answer then? Wachowskis sure. are for doing a Naruto movie. Adam Wingard has proven that he can do, after Godzilla v. Kong, he's proven he can do the, the big ones with big CG monstrosities. No, he couldn't do an Evangelion movie though. I was about to say, there's a lot more to Evangelion than the Kaiju. Yeah, the Wachowskis. No one else has. Who was it? Brian Chan. What was his name that did this? James Wong. James James Wong couldn't make this movie. He couldn't do. He couldn't make another movie. Yeah. But what about Robbie Rod Evangelion movie? Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, Robbie Rod did do an anime adaptation. Elite is good, too. Elite is really good. So there is one good one out there. Yeah. There has to be an exception to prove the rule. Elite is really good. Yeah. It was fine. I want a sequel so bad. Well, that's the big problem with it, right? It's not having an ending kind of hurts it. Yeah. <laughs> One final question for you, Joe, before we wrap things up. What would you wish with the Dragon Balls? Because defeating Piccolo is a boring wish. So I was wishing back Master Roshi. Yeah. Especially since these characters have known each other for like three days. Can I tell you? I So I think I think the wishes in the, the show are clever sometimes. I think the most recent one in the super movie is great because Bulma and uh, Frieza are both searching for the Dragon Balls. Frieza wants to wish himself to be three centimeters taller. Not more <laughs> than that because then people would notice. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but just enough to where they're like, oh, he's solid. And Bulma keeps wishing herself to be two years younger at a time, but not more than that because people would think that people would start noticing. I assume the dragon, the searching for the dragon balls is very deadly. No, 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 no. It's a, it's like a cakewalk nowadays. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> it takes them like two days to do it nowadays. How annoyed would the dragon be if you summon him? Well, it's once like, a year. Like, oh, man, guys, that's all you wanted? <laughs> And I get this is my job. I'll do it. But man, you make it interesting for me. So I want something that like I want to be like two times better than guitar at guitar than I am right now. Not like a god at it. But I feel like with guitar, it'd be fine if you noticed. No, but I don't want it to be like, how did he get so good or something like that? No, uh, wow, he's progressed. Yeah. And just every year you go on the journey. So they're like, oh, that makes sense. He's progressively getting better. Yeah. He's going on these globe trekking uh, adventures, though. Going, it's tour. It's just yeah. tour. <laughs> Elijah, we have to go on tour to these seven locations. Joe, these are all over the world. We can't afford this. <laughs> Joe, there's no market in the Amazon. This location is just the middle of the Atlantic, Joe. <laughs> We're playing to all the sea creatures. <laughs> I don't know what I'd wish for. I'd wish to be able to buy a house. That'd be nice. <laughs> well, guys, thank you for going on this uh, journey. The journey from east to west. A journey to the west, if you would. <laughs> this has been a lot of fun. Uh, I kind of, I've kind of gotten burnt out on doing uh, new release movies for a little while. but uh, So being able to do these miniseries will be fun. Me and Joe are working up on our next one. But our next episode is actually going to have a guest. Our friend Danny Vincent from Why Is With Ty and Dan and Looking for the Ocean and the Snub Club is going to be joining us. Joe, what are we going to talk about next week? Ch-ch-ch-ch-bandale, Rescue Rangers. Yeah, we're going to be talking about the new Disney Plus movie by the Lonely Island crew. So if you want to hear that, definitely subscribe to us on any podcasting platform you would like. Rate us five stars if you are able to do that. Leave reviews. That boosts us up in the algorithm. It lets other people see our podcast so they can join in on the fun. And if you want to reach out to us, you can send us an email at hottrashunlimited at gmail.com. Joe, give me a word of wisdom. There are no rules. <laughs>